Good morning, everyone. Rick Noda here in beautiful Encinitas, California. And here's that blatant plug for our sponsor, Panikin Coffee House. There it is. I took my great friend here, Randy, over there. We got some coffee uh, there over at Panikin, you guys. Yes. Uh, mine right here. Red, little right. With a little Americano, Americano, right? Here, salute, my friend. Hey, good coffee, good friends. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to welcome here Randy here to uh, T3 Talks. And as you guys know, I don't do a very awesome job about introducing my lovely guests. So, Randy, tell a little bit of everybody about uh, who, you're, who you're from and what you do. Yeah, well, my name is Randy Sarmiento. I'm the uh, 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 the owner or the founder of uh, Eagle One CPR. So, um, yeah, we've had our company out for a little over five years now. Nice. Um, and it's been a great ride. And, um, yeah, we teach CPR and first aid. Practically. So, Practically. Yeah. And, you know, the nice thing, you guys, is, you know, first aid is something that, you know, me, Randy and I, specialized practitioners, one nice thing about Randy, I'll tell you, tell you is, in the, in, the, in the Navy, you could do two things as a corpsman. You could either stay A, one, you could stay what's called Navy regs, which is, you know, it's great. You go, you do all the Navy uh, functional training and all that stuff. Or you could do what my man over here, Randy, did was this. If you're deployed with enough Marines, what you do is you could go what's called Marine regs. So what you do is, yeah, you went to Navy boot camp, but you do all of the Marine Corps physical fitness tests that are out there. You also have to qualify with the weapon at Marine Corps regs. So that's really impressed. So 99% of the time when I was in deployment, he would be my roommate. Because what's kind of nice is the guys with Navy regs also had the IV bags, all right, which were awesome, <laughs> all right, especially if you're in Korea and drinking soju. But all right. But so so it leads me to this story. Me and Randy were talking at Panikin before we, before we got here. And I tell this story during a CAX that we were at. Now, me and my buddy Sean Vella, all right, had been in these Victor units, Randy, forever. And what those in TV land don't know what a Victor unit, those are just the units that go out to war. They're always deployable and they're going out. So we, we were dropped with 5th Battalion, 11 Marines with artillery, and we were comm guys. So they figured out that we were getting close to our end of our enlistment, so they sent us to a headquarters battalion. Now, headquarters battalion, you guys, I didn't really know what that meant. And, I was, and we and Randy were talking about it off camera. And my, I got to this unit, and they put us out to go to a, to a CAC. So basically go out to 29 Palms, you know, play war. Well, as I can't make this up, guy was walking in, one of these Marines, and he was bringing a microwave, Randy. Like literally walking with a microwave, all right? Now I'm sitting there. Now this is before uh, the new um, Miles gear and Miles gear and all that stuff. So I had the old black jackets. Well, back, back then, I was able to modify, put some duct tape onto this so you could take it off in one piece. No, no exterior stuff, nothing. And this guy comes with a microwave. I go, I can't believe it. So my commanding officer brings me over to the side. He goes, Copernota, here is a headquarters battalion. War, way over here. So let the kid bring the microwave. So I said, okay, no problem. So we go to, we go to the CACs. It's you guys, it's all this. Ah, radio track over. That's all we're literally doing in that. This, I'm used to calling for fire. My FO is coming in with intel. And I'm literally going, ah, this works. This works. You know? Well, I'm on duty one night. And in the in, um, and I laugh because every time I tell the story, they told us, "Hey, you guys, you can drink. It's a drinking post." Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> two big. I mean, I'm not, I told Randy stories about me. I'm I'm not too happy with my corpsman buddy handing me Robitussin, guzzling those down to kind of get a little bit of alcohol. But so Sean, my buddy Sean, goes to the goes out. Uh, he gets two, three, four, six beers later. He is pissed drunk. We're in the middle of the field. He's walking around, and I think the story goes that he said he fell, but I, I think it was something when someone tackled him, you know, playing grab ass or something. Long story even longer, 
He comes to the duty station where I'm doing radio checks, says, Noda, look. And he had gotten caught in Constantine wire and he literally cut himself across the thigh. So, you know, what I had to do, I called the, I called the, the, guy, the duty on deck, the, the doc on deck, called the doc on deck. The doc comes in and he sees, he sees the wound right there. And he goes, he, goes he, he starts to shake. You know, he's not bleeding out, but Sean's got, he's a little drunk. So he's got a little compression on it. So it's not, it's, it's seeping. All right. He's like this, the corpsman who is with me because part of my duty is I had a guy there and the, the, the Navy corpsman was on duty with me. Doesn't even flinch, you guys. Takes out his bag, rips it open like this, take, uh, unscissors the thing, cleans him up with the saline. And it was cool because he learned it. He popped the saline thing, cleaned him out like this, go, hey, this is going to hurt. And sewed him up to the point where the doc was like this. Like the doc was looking to see how the corpsman was doing it. And it was incredible. I saw Sean about maybe 10 years after we got out to court. I'm like, hey, dude, how's that? How's that thing? How's this? Almost nothing, Randy. It was, the guy was so skilled that there was less than a, there was a little bit less than a scar there. Now, that's my, and that's my way of like the Navy corpsman. Now, you have an interesting story of how you got your nickname, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, can you tell the guys out there in social, in social network land how you got your cool nickname? Well, my uh, nickname is the first aid professor. Um, yeah, I became a professor all of a sudden. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I like it. So, uh, the way I got that name is that um, I, I I teach first aid and CPR. Uh, I teach lots of classes, especially at UCSD. So I teach over there at the uh, pharmacy school and also the, um, the med school, or just even for pre-med students too. And um, they're just naturally ingrained to raise their hand and say, ooh, ooh professor, <laughs> right? So I, because I always want people to ask questions. That's another right. thing. I always want people to ask questions. I'm not that guy to just say things and just follow and do and that's it, right? I, I want them to ask questions. Right. Right. So I'll tell them, you know, please ask questions. They'll raise their hand, uh, professor. And I'm like, I'm, you know what? <laughs> Fine. We'll stick with it. Let's roll with it. Let's right? roll with that. And now the funny thing is like, yeah, they, they kept on saying professor. And now um, every time I'm walking through the campus, a lot of times people, hey, hey, look, that's that first aid professor guy. Yeah. So it's stuck. It's... And I just went along with it. And uh, the funny thing is also when I do check in, so I, they'll give. Uh, I'll check in the front desk to get the class, the right. keys to the class, and so that's what the um, that's what the attendant will always say. Oh yeah, you're the first aid professor. Here you go, sir. And I'm like, <laughs> there it is. So again, that that well, just you, stuck, and I just roll along with it. Well, you know, it's nice. Anyone that out there has taken Randy's CPR class, you know what? He rates that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, being a professor, and the hard thing about me and military personnel is we want to earn a title, and that's huge. And, you know, it's, it's engraved in us in the Marine Corps and in the Navy about earning that title. Right, and absolutely. I'll tell you, brother, high five, baby. You earned that shiznan, all right? That's for sure. Because when I took his course, it was different, you guys. You know, and what I mean by different is this, is he, uh, Randy will also experience, tell you a little bit that he was a paramedic for, some, uh, for a period of time. And that's, a, again... A nice thing that military personnel we try to do to others is like, hey man, don't do like I'm trying to save you from like the horror. I'm trying to save you from this. Now, when he he tells a story in his CPR class about bringing back the bedside manner to CPR Absolutely. and really that compassion and and hope. So tell everyone about you know with your experience as a paramedic and as you've been opening your company, he's got three Yelp awards, five star ratings. I just want you to know, you guys, on this. So again, he's golden. But this is what makes him different. This is what sets him apart, is that bedside manner. And tell him what you, like, just exactly like what you told me in the class. Right. Um, we always talk about urgency. And first and foremost, urgency is good and correct, right? We all know we have to have urgency when it comes to CPR and first aid, right? For sure. Um, however, 
lot of reason why a lot of people don't have that urgency is because of ultimately fear, right? Yep. Fear. Uh, we all know through grade school, fear, there's two sides of the coin of fear, fight or flight. You do something or you do absolutely nothing. But say you do do something. Does that mean you do everything by yourself? No. No, no, no right? need a hero. I yeah. care less about your medical training. ER, doctor, trauma surgeon, if they have to do CPR on somebody per se at a mall, they don't go, I'm good. No one call 911. Right, 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 exactly. It's always about a team effort. But a lot of times, the reason why I'm trying to get into this is that a lot of times the focus when a lot of people get these CPR classes, the focus is on, you got to memorize this. you got to do this. You, you, you. But it's never just about you. Right. 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 We're, we're there to understand, get the right team, what type of equipment. And then we can start to remember to keep people afloat. Right. And I tell people, you know what? I kill us in medical training. ER, doctor, trauma surgeon. You might just show up to the scene and go, ah, I got nothing. And that's absolutely okay. That's absolutely okay. What? I was trained to deal with gunshot wounds, bomb explosions, people losing limbs or shrapnel wounds. I got to a situation where uh, I was the first responder of the day. You military guys know what that means. I was on duty. Duty. Right? <laughs> yep. By myself, small yep. first aid kit, in a little car. It's right here. Right? That's this is that kit, kit right there. Right? That's all I had. They got right? this first aid kit and this first aid kit. That's <laughs> what they give Randy right That's there. That's all I had. That's in, all the, you in, need. The, in the little duty car, right? <laughs> Show up into Area 28, okay? Or just go to area during yep. that time. Construction zone. A guy has fallen off a roof and ended up in a foundation pole, a rebar. <laughs> still suspended air, two and a half feet, with a pole sticking through him, and still conscious. So you guys, just fr let, let's frame that up again, all right? How young were you? <laughs> I was probably about 19 years old. So so again, I don't, I don't care if you got a son, daughter, whatever. Understand the military does this. When boys become men, he's a man at 19 years old with a first aid kit in his brain and going to a first responder. As he enters there, he's got a guy with a rebar sticking out. He's 19 years old. He trusts his training. He trusts everything. But th that's incredible, you guys, because, again, we're going to watch the Super Bowl this week, and guess what you're watching on TV? A bunch of 19- and 20-year-olds, all right? So I I'm just sorry because I, same thing with me. When I was in the Marine Corps, dude, I was soaking wet at 19, right. and we're putting these leadership roles. So watch. What, what happens next is incredible. Keep going. Right. So I got a guy still conscious with a pole sticking through him. I literally showed up and <laughs> got nothing. I got absolutely nothing. With all the training and the whole entire world that I got, I got nothing. Why? Because I know he's bleeding out internally right now. Can I do anything about that right now? No. Nope. Nope. Nothing we can do. Right? He was barely even bleeding out externally. That pole was so stuck on him so tightly that his clothes kind of packed it in. And really, I got nothing much on that. Can I grab a couple construction guys and, hey, guys, let's borrow your saw and pull him off the pole? Oh, <laughs> no. no, that ain't the truth. You weren't trained to do right. that. I need the right team, right type of equipment. But he was still conscious. What did I do? I just tell him, stay with me now, breathe. Be a human being is what I tell people. When it comes to first aid and CPR, the first initial reaction we should have, not because of, uh, uh, of natural effects, but our first thing we should be doing is giving them what? Hope. And, and you know, that knowing Randy, when you come down, the gesture, hey, dude, that contact right there, I remember that that right there means a lot. Now, as a Marine, I, we're taught, I don't hug, I'm not really empathetic, you know what I mean, like, like this, but I'm going to tell you, when you're about to pin it and you're about to, guess what? We're here together, brother. Exactly. There's intimacy there because, again, as a military personnel, it, it is one of those things that, if you know, have it be a construction worker working on base or whatever, 
but we understand what how precious life is. Right. And at that point, the last thing this guy wants to remember is, yeah, call this guy, call this guy, call because that's freaking chaos. Right. We want him if, if joking around, but we we I would like sing from the halls of Matsuzu, <laughs> whatever it was, right. to get him to, to like re, like not to relax, but just understand there's just hope. Stay with me now. Stay right? with me now. With that's and I love that because that you know that shows empathy. That shows exactly you know another the other side of us military guys. Now, coming to the civilian sector, okay. Now I know you do corporate stuff, and you you know you we go out and we you know we see this, but literally. Well, I'm like, in my practice, I'm trying to reach those who can't. So tell me a little bit about, you know, in a good way, you know, how are we going to be able, how are you going to be able to get to some of those individuals that can't, maybe through talking, like outreach, you know, like those who really need it? Yeah, I mean, that's what social media is out here for. So yes. we're trying to bring it out to those people. You know, um, really, we're trying to reach other people because, a lot of times when people think about first aid and CPR, it's only for the healthcare professionals. Exactly. Or for, um, or a lot of times the companies will pay for it as well too. Right. But it's for everybody who has a family. And guess what? You grew up in a family, right? Um, yep. Either way, some way or another, even if it wasn't, if you, even if you were adopted or whatnot, you ended up with a family. Correct. Somewhere or another. First aid is going to be something that you're always going to need to know. Yep. Right? So it's, it, a, it's a great skill set. And, you know, have it be like you said, being your Marine family, your Navy family, your coworker family, or your direct family, which is great, right. you know, because that's the family. And, the, and here's the, the development in a, a family, you know, uh, empathy and being charismatic and all that stuff comes with not busting chops all the time. Yeah. So what's nice about Randy and myself is that we've taken a, a participation, uh, uh, a, a, like I say, a participation effort, meaning... Yeah, I'm doing my job here. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. My client, my first client's at five, and Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm here till eight, loving my job. But you know what, you guys, on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays and Sundays, I'm going out with my family and participating, man, because that regenerates my my uh, my battery. And again, you guys, what it does for me is gives me hope that you know what, th this is going to be better. Now, Randy and I were talking about a really cool destination your family are, are about to attend. So tell me a little, because I'm going to probably go, yeah. but tell me a little bit about where you guys, your next kind of getaway is going to be. Yeah, so we like to take getaways with the family. Uh, we love to pound hard. We love to, I love to work. I love to do things properly and, you know, develop my company. Uh, but at the same time, I know I need a break and I need to be with my family as well too. So, uh, a couple weeks, we're going to head out to the Living Desert. So we're going to head out to Palm Springs. Uh, actually, Palm Desert, Palm Springs, same difference. It's all in the same area, yeah, yeah. right? Um, we're going to head out there. Um, we're going to bring the kids out to um, this place called the Living Desert. It's ultimately a, a deserted uh, focus zoo um, that you can go out, ride camels, uh, feed uh, feed the wildlife out there. Um, so. I, I think it would be something great. Um, we actually homeschool our kids right now. Oh, nice. So that's why we're able to break them out, to be able to bring them to these different places. Because we love, it's not just, we we love the education, of course, as well, too. But at the same time, they get to see it, right? right. We want to bring it to life to, for them as well, too, right? And I don't want them thinking that daddy just works all the time. Right. I want them to know that daddy, and my wife also knows that her husband loves them, that I want to be with them. That I want to take them out. I always, you know, my focus is, yeah, we get our work done. Yeah. But at the end of the day, guess what? Am I thinking about my clients? Am no, I no, about no. Stuff? No, right? It's that family. It's that family. Now, 
Randy will, t and this is what's kind of cool because we're in different stages of our life. My two daughters are 20 and 16, and a big part of my participation, which is really good and how it pays you forward, is that my daughter tells me the other day, oh, me and my boyfriend are going to go walk up this, or we're going to go here. So they're active also, so that mentorship, and I use that as a parent. You're a, you're a dad and mom for a little while, and then unfortunately, when your kids become teenagers, now just like being in a service, we're mentoring them. Right. So now they've seen that, and now what's kind of cool is once my kids get out of the house, now when I'm 50 plus, now they're going to look for us for the additional mentorship to see what we're going to do. Now, Randy will tell you something because we are Spartans. What do Spartans do is we have daughters that create other guys like us to get up there and be warriors. So tell me, you have how many kids? Three girls. Three daughters. High five, baby. Right there. Tell me their ages if you don't mind. So eight, six, and four. Wow. Yep. So I love they're still uni like unicorns and, ki and, and cookies oh, and this. Yeah. And I, t I, I didn't tell Randy this off camera, but... It was really funny, Randy, because when my kids were that age and some of my clients, their, their kids were that age, they would participate with me. And back then, it was just to them. It was like, oh, hey, we're, me, and, me and Rick, we're running around. We're having fun. Look, we're on the playground and Rick can do it. It's like basically parkour is what adults call playing in the playground. All right. So literally, I would do parkour with them and I was practicing parkour. Now, that's when they were six, nine, and four. Right. Now, when they're uh -huh, 15, 16. They're too cool for school. Right. They can't hang out with the, the old dorky 47-year-old <laughs> guy playing at the park anymore, you know? So it's really nice to to really see that that phase of where I'm Yeah, I'm, that's the best thing about having my own business, too, is that yep. I get to bring them in. A couple, you know, last week, they were actually in, in class with me, teaching classes as well, too. They're pumping on top of the baby's chest as well, too, so they know exactly what's going on. And that's the thing. Even, like, like I said, going right back to the family unit stuff, What's the way we want to teach the families too? Yes. Right? Uh, I shared a story that um, my daughter, she's so attentive now. She knows what daddy does. So she's looking for the Red Cross sign, the medical kits. Nice. Right? She's always looking for those. So we were over there at um, the Shake Shack, right uh, over there at UTC Mall uh -huh. area. Yeah. Right? And we're ordering stuff. And um, she kind of tugs on my shirt and she goes, Daddy, look, there's a Red Cross sign across the counter. First aid kit. First aid kit. And I was like, good job, baby. See, again, she's just she's realizing this, and that's what I really want to share also with the rest of the people outside in the outside world. A lot of people think you have to be an adult to know first aid. Right. You don't, yeah. Right? It starts now yep. with the family, even when they're young as well, too. They can always grab first aid kits. They at least understand what's going on, talking 911 and so on and so forth, too. So, right. you know, the, again, you see how this kind of comes as family together. We like to be out with the family, too, but at the same time, it brings this all to And that's the thing is, like, in, in the Marine Corps, we had, you know, we worked in four to eight uh, people fire teams, you know, right. and that's what's kind of nice is if you're out at the, you know, the desert and you, and I joke around because I'm with my kids. I do call them, there's four of us, so I call us a fire team. I do, when we walk and hike, I do stagger them at 15. Kilos. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you stay there. But what happens is it's planting a seed of understanding and awareness. Right. It's great that at, you know, at a young age, she knows what those first aids are. And here's the highest compliment out there, you guys, is that her teachings are taught to someone else and it's taught to someone else. That's what I really feel that it's so nice of what Randy and we do here together is that the teachings are being taught by others. And that's the highest compliment that anyone can really give us right. is to teach someone what you learned. Right. You know, and in the Marine Corps and in the Navy, that's the way we reinforced it. So, and, and, and like, and again, to take the bubble off of what first aid kid is, let's take it back to reality. Your mom or someone passes out right in the, in the, in the uh, what's that called, in the kitchen. You're seven years old. 
And now if you're not taught by either A, how to pick up 911 or do res how to respond properly, at that point right now, that's the wrong time as a parent to figure out that you should have involved your family. Right. And that and we have a lot of after the facts. You know, I, as a nurse, I would be in the ER, and I swear to God, if I could videotape the, man, I, I, if I do this again, or I'm going to change my life, and, well, I'm going to take a CPR class. This won't ever happen to me again. And what happens, unfortunately, life takes over, and we forget to do that. Right. But I will tell you, Marine, Navy, we are sledgehammers sledgehammers he's going to continue to do videos i'm going to continue to do videos we're going to do workshops because if one person our motivation inspires someone to be just a little bit better then i feel that our job is pretty much done. been pretty much been done and complete right. so randy if you have a story do you have a, one last story here that you can close us out with that would really kind of it could be funny it could be anything it could be like literally going through recruit training in, in the Navy. But just, you know, I, I normally, uh, as someone knows as my producer, I usually close it off with a story. But during T3 Talks on Thursdays, Randy, if you got one, I'd love for you to share a story uh, to close out here at the so, uh, with our social network. Well, it might not be really much of a story, but something that I kind of live by. And it was actually given to me by um, uh, a very loved um, pastor of mine who mentored me. He says, always be fat. Fat, faithful, available, teachable. So say that right? again. What does fat mean? Faithful, available, teachable, right? That's the way I want to live my life. I want to live faithfully. I want to be available to help out, do things, you know, overall. And I have to continue learning. Even in my own, you know, profession, right? Even your profession yeah. as well, too. We're always constantly learning more, better, new things, how to teach people and bring things up better, right? Yeah. And that's how we always have to live. Fat, faithful, available, teachable. And I'll tell you, Randy, we didn't talk about this before, but you know how there's three things in that? Three babies, yeah. That, that's, oh, that's right there. That just happened nice. right now, you guys. So when I talk about Titan, transition, uh, Titan Tone and Transition and our motivation inspires you to be better, check out Randy at Eagle One CPR. Again, he's, he's the best out there because he's bringing back the humanity to, to actual CPR. He's allowing everybody to be empathetic. And more importantly, he's bringing that mojo Jojo to his family, brother. Thank yeah. you so much, Randy, Absolutely. for coming, had, having me. You guys, he uh, check out his information down on the bottom here. And I, as always, we're going to sit back and sit our coffee because I do have a producer here. Yep. So he can kind of do this. Hi, this is Randy Sarmiento, the first aid professor. I'm the CEO and founder of Eagle One CPR. You can check out all my information on eagle1cpr.com or you can also check me out on my personal site, www.thefirstaidprofessor.com. I also have an Instagram. You can check me out on thefirstaidprof. Have a great day.